listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Screeners Podcast. My name is Daniel, and I'm the only screener here tonight. Uh, We've got a bonus episode for you with a special guest, but before I introduce him, I want to invite you, as always, we do it every time, okay? We do this every time, so you should know the spiel by now. Follow us on social media. We want to hear from you guys. We want you to join in the conversation with us. Uh, We're very active on Twitter. You can follow us at ScreenersCast and on Facebook as well. Hey, and while you're at it, I don't know where you're listening to this episode right now, but you can always subscribe to us on iTunes and even better, leave us a review. And if you do, we will read that on air. Without any further ado, let me introduce our special guest. You know him as the co-host on the Screeners Podcast Network's The Next Trek, and I know him better as my brother. So welcome Tyler Howitt back to the podcast. Hey everybody, how you doing? I'm great. <laughs> Thank you for asking. I appreciate that. All right, so uh, Tyler, how's uh, how's next track? Let's do a little synergy, a little cross promotion here. How's how's like the it. next track? Next track is going great. We uh, it's it's Chris and I usually, and you guys all know Chris. Uh, we are every single week we're talking about Star Trek Discovery. We are getting real geeky about all details of Star Trek and just having fun watching this new show. Awesome. So. So those guys are in the uh, mid-season break here, so yep. um, we're a little and, bored every Monday night instead yeah, of recording. But you guys are looking forward to cut that coming back, and and you guys are going to have some other content here. Yeah, we've in got the a couple meantime. couple episodes we're talking about recording. We've we've got one big one. In fact, actually, this is really great to to talk about now. We've got um, we're we're going to sit down, Chris and I, and talk about like why should you even watch Star Trek Discovery? Right. For people who haven't maybe picked it up, haven't or or like us, even though we're watching it, we're complaining about the CBS All Access yeah. costs and stuff. So we're going to sit down and say, okay, why is it worth the seven bucks a month? Or, or nine is it month? worth? Or is it? Spoiler alert, it's worth it for us. Yeah, debatable. <laughs> awesome. So we have, like I said, a special bonus episode today. Uh, you know, he is my brother, so Tyler's here in town with me this week, and so we got to see a movie together, which is very rare. And so we have just one movie that we're talking about tonight, and that is The Florida Project. The man who lives in here gets arrested a lot. These are the rooms we're not supposed to go in. But let's go anyway. <laughs> Could you give us some change, please? The doctor said we have asthma and we gotta eat ice cream yeah. right away. Here you go. Hey, Lee, got a situation here. Open up. It's only second week of the summer and there's already been a dead fish in the pool. We're trying to get it back alive. Water balloons thrown at tourists. Boobies! Boobies! I failed as a mother, Moni. Yeah, Mom, you're a disgrace. All right, the IMDb description reads... Set over one summer, the film follows precocious six-year-old Mooney as she courts mischief and adventure with her ragtag playmates and bonds with her rebellious but caring mother, all while living in the shadows of Disney World. That is a, a, a very grand description. I was description. just going to say, I don't even know if she does that bonding with her mother, but okay, that's fine. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, as usual, IMDb lets us down there, but... Um, so, Tyler, I don't know about you, but my my feelings on the Florida Project really heavily 
uh, rely on the ending of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we obviously are not going to talk about spoilers yet. We're going to keep things broad. So what I'm thinking is we'll just keep things really broad and, and fairly short. So that way we can get into the end and really talk about uh, how this whole thing ties together. Because I think that's, if, at least for my opinion, that's um, that's what I need to talk about. So um, I'm going to pass it off to you. Give us your broad thoughts on the Florida Project. Man, well, first of all, I went into it knowing nothing. So right. that was why it was really cool. I, I had not seen a trailer. I had seen a poster. So I knew it was about a little girl and I knew Willem Dafoe was in it. So just broad thoughts. It really blew me away. It, it was um, it, at one time it was really subtle in many ways. And then it was really grand in its visuals. It just it was a movie that I think is going to stick with me for a long time. Just in, in what it's trying to say about childhood and, and growing up in, in not a well, in a probably sadly all too typical environment. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the big thing for me. It's it the performances are, are just great. Willem Dafoe. I know you and I are going to disagree on this one a little bit, but you've you've seen more of probably the contenders than I have. Willem Dafoe just, uh, I think he does deserve at the very minimum the nomination. But he, I I would love to see him get the victory for it. But man, Brooklyn Prince, this little girl yeah. who is uh, we I think we figured out she's seven years old. She just absolutely blew us away the entire time. She just did a great job throughout the whole film. Awesome. Yeah, my, my my thoughts are very similar. Uh, I really love this movie a lot, and for me, so I've seen it twice now. This was seeing it with you was my second time, and this is one of those movies that the more I think about it, the more I like it. I just really it keeps growing on me the more I think about it. You know, I I came out of it seeing it the very first time, and I loved it, uh, but just because of the subject matter, it was. Uh, you don't you don't leave with just one emotion. No. Um, the emotions here are very conflicting, um, and so when I left the theater, I was conflicted. Um, really enjoyed it, but was conflicted. And then and then it just sat in my mind, and and it just kept rising up in the ranks. Uh, just my my opinion on it kept raising. And then seeing it a second time was even better than the first. Because um, you knew how it ended already. Exactly. I knew I knew how it wrapped up, which is like like I said, we'll we'll dive into that in spoilers. But it's very important um, for the way you interpret you know just the characters and their lives uh, knowing how it concludes is very important so uh for me uh I, man i just love this movie like i said the, the emotions here are really conflicting um there's just this it, it's it's like fun and tragic all at the same time there's this carefree it really captures the like the carefree nature of childhood and it's really authentic here um Partially because I it, it feels like they really just followed these kids around. Yeah, one hundred percent. That this this and I, I keep forgetting his name and I keep forgetting to write it down. Who's the director? Again? Sean Baker. Who Sean did, Baker. Uh, he did Tangerine a couple years back. The the movie that was shot on an iPhone got a lot of attention for that. Yeah, we were talking about that afterward. They, you know, he just he just saw this this girl and who knows what that audition process was mm-hmm. like, but he just followed them around this. He put them in this, this whole thing takes place in an apartment complex. Yeah. Well, it's, well, it's a hotel. Motel. Yeah. Then it's kind of become an extended stay place for a lot of people and just follows her and her friends around and just watches them play. Yeah. And it is so genuine. I never once felt like she was acting. Yeah. You know, and even a lot of times I was like, man, did he even give her lines or did he just record and kind of like how, I mean, I guess technically it was it would be improv, but how improv-y was it actually? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a credit to both uh, the direction. I think him allowing her to be free yeah. is is hugely pivotal to this movie, and and it's a credit to her for being able to to Gosh. remain authentic and remain carefree. 
Um, I mean, she was incredible. So Brooklyn Prince is definitely the, she's the star here, and she's she's gives one of the best leading performances of this year so far. And she's only I think we think seven. She's six in the film, but by now she'd be seven at least. Yeah. And um, and then her mom, uh, I'm gonna mispronounce her name, Bria v- Vinati. Vin- yeah. Vinate. I, I I don't exactly know how to pronounce it, but she's incredible as well. Um, and again, it feels very natural. It feels like, of course, she she's um, you know, not carefree that in the same way that our kids are, but it's just, it's, it's challenging in some ways. There's, there's the, the immense fun of just watching these kids run around and have fun. Um, and it's a joy to watch, um, cause it feels just like being a kid. And then there's the challenging nature of it. That the part that really broke my heart is that these kids are, are neglected. This is, yeah. this is not okay. The way these kids are growing up and, um, and, uh, their parents are completely neglectful, and uh, I mean, it's it's darn near abusive. Not not yeah. by, by neglect. By neglect, yeah. you know these. The, 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 her mom loves her. Her mom loves yeah. her genuinely, yep. but uh, is not caring for her, yeah. and it's it's heartbreaking. And so that's why the first time I saw this, I was so I, I just left the theater broken, yeah. and because I know that the, this happens, yeah. and so that's but that's the, what I really appreciate about this movie is it gives a really empathetic view of these overlooked yes. people you know these these uh these extended stay motels are filled with with kids and stories and that's real and so that's what's the most heartbreaking part is it all feels depressingly real yeah and and that's it's even one of those things too that the more i've thought about this and, and again you've seen it twice i've just saw it you know earlier today but it's it's been sticking with me and and i so one of the things that I do is I'm, I'm a librarian and I'm, I'm in the library all the time and library is a public place. I see these kids. I mean, I don't yeah. see them at home, but I see these kids all the time, all day long. Um, and, and they do have such joy. You know, I, I think about myself, you know, or, or us, I guess, you know, if we were growing up and we were left to fend for ourselves, I don't, I, I wonder if I could have that joy and yeah. that freedom that they have. And, you know, we see these kids in this movie very genuinely um, just, being kids and you know the hand that life has dealt them sucks yeah but they're they're they don't know it they don't know they don't know that it sucks yeah they don't and that's the thing it it really um i mean we feel so privileged and we take that for granted just having a normal childhood and and she doesn't know that she doesn't have a normal childhood. even when you know you know absurd things happen that we'll we'll talk about more i mean it's not even shouldn't blink yeah i mean because she doesn't know yeah that this isn't okay or that this isn't how kids just grow up yeah. and so it's really heartbreaking and and that's what this movie handles so well it just handles itself so well Man. it balances those emotions really beautifully and it doesn't feel like a message movie no. i never felt like i was being hit over the head with it never. the message is clear by the end i think but which we'll get into but it it, it just feels like it is a perfect little slice of life a tragic slice of life and you just we just walked into this this motel for a summer with yeah. them and just watched it happen. It feels it feels almost like a documentary. It I really mean, it's does. Just so authentic, authentically captures these characters. So, well, uh, I think those are a, a good a good wrap up of our broad thoughts. We definitely want to talk about more in spoilers now. Before we before we get into spoilers and before we get into our recommendations, I think it's obvious what our recommendation will be. But uh, let, we we need to talk more about D- Willem Dafoe. Oh gosh, um, yeah. you you brought him up. Uh, I didn't really talk about him too much. Um, so I'll start. He he is obviously the the person getting the most attention for this film he's been at the top of oscar predictors list to win the academy award uh since the movie premiered at Cannes, 
And uh, so I think that he is a lock for a nomination. Uh, I think his performance is really incredible. What I love about his performance is that it's so against type. Um, He is playing a really kind guy. He is very clearly supporting. He is not um, a major part in this movie. I mean, he's a significant part. Well... I mean, he's not lead by by any chance. I'm not arguing that, but I don't think that this movie would work without him. Well, he balances it out in a great way because he is—he's the straight man. He, yeah, he's kind of your 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 guide point for what is normal in in a little in a few ways in a weird way I think. Yeah. And so um, it's just it's really great to see Willem Dafoe doing that because he's yes. genuinely very sweet. And the movie um, just as a kind of weird side note that I even after seeing it twice I can't quite understand what the director's idea was but he has these two shots in this movie that are these very grand hero shots yes. where after after he fixes uh the the power goes out and he fixes the power and the movie it's it's in the trailer if you've seen the trailer um there's this shot it's like a low angle uh, tracking shot just following um bobby is the character's name as he walks out of the motel and it's just this it's a shot unlike anything else in the movie, yeah. which is why I'm trying it to... It feels like the most movie shot. Exactly. Yeah. It feels the most... Exactly, like you said, a movie. And so that's why I'm, I'm just kind of curious as to why, from a directorial standpoint, I'd love to hear uh, Sean Baker's description of why why that shot, because there's no other shot in the movie like it. I have a speculation, but I don't think I can say it until we get to spoilers. I would say... The, the thing I would say, I guess, is I think he is in a weird way... Not in a weird way. He is a hero in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he is. I see um, that. And I think that he, it's even almost, maybe it's even a little meta, you know, we were talking, he, he never plays the hero. Yeah. I, I think Willem Dafoe and I've seen him in everything, but I think Willem Dafoe, I think uh, the Green Goblin. Right. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You definitely. know, I just think him. He's, Look, he looks like a villain. Like, he does. He looks like a, yes. like a grouchy guy. And he is. If I didn't know anything else, he's a little curmudgeonly in this one, I guess, but like, he's just. He's sweet. Delightful yeah. in this. You know, he's, he's, he's a little sweet. grumpy, but... And he but genuinely cares about these kids. Yes. He, that's, oh, the, that's the most impactful thing is you can tell he... He cares about the people in his units. He does. He does. Yeah. Well, not all of them. He cares about the ones that he knows right. need to be cared for. Yes, I agree. And so that's the thing. Um, so, yeah, um, back getting back to just the performance as a whole, I definitely think um, it's a great performance. It's definitely playing against type. I don't necessarily think it's an oscar winning performance i think it's i think it's great not to like turn anything down but um i think that uh it's it's not that showy of a performance if this was uh, another actor playing it the exact same way somebody who's not known for being a villain i think we would be more ignoring this performance a little bit um i think it's just because he's playing against type and and that's not something to be said for that yeah there's not that's not to discount it it's great but um so, uh, but what about just while we're talking and, and you can decide if we need to talk about this in spoilers as well. Um, what about Brooklyn Prince for an Academy Award? Why, why no talk about her? You're absolutely right. Uh, I, I she, she is one of the best away. performances of the year. I mean, we've had Quaventon A. Wallace. We've had other, other, uh, child actors. And this, this was a better performance than, than, uh, uh, Quaventionay. Yeah. Yeah. No no doubt. By far. Um, I agree with that statement. Uh the, the only issue from an Oscar standpoint is it's a very crowded year and for for a child to get in is you, you know very competitive. Isn't that all the more telling though that she is? I mean, you know more more Oscar than I do. Isn't that all the more telling that she is so young and just 
nails this performance. Oh, I don't disagree with you in any way. Um, but but again, um, it's more, you know, it's not just about our uh, the thing I say every year. It's not about our opinions about it. So so I would I honestly the, the the problem with best actress is just how crowded it is. There's probably seven or eight actresses I could name who are very you know who are running for a com uh, for a nomination, and so. Brooklyn is, I think, sadly going to be on the outside looking in. But the good news is we're going to see her all over the red carpet yeah. this year. Uh, and I can't wait to see that because yeah. she's charming. Yes. Um, gosh, she's adorable. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. But, uh, you know, every year whenever we're doing our final Oscar predictions or whatever, we always say, okay, pick the pick who will win, who should win, and then who should have been here. And I can tell you right now, I think she's going to be my should have been here because – some of the adult performances this year, maybe they'll be more well-rounded or more deep or more trained. Uh, but man, they're not going to be as authentic as this performance is because Mooney, Mooney is Brooklyn Prince is Mooney. I mean, uh, so yeah, I completely agree with you. And and uh, Bria Vinate yes. or however you say her name, she did um, such a great job. She was great. Um, she was really great. So again, supporting actress is is really crowded. I don't I don't expect to see her there, but uh, she she was really really excellent. All right. So uh, now that we've talked about our overall opinions uh, on the movie and the performances. We're going to do what we always do. We're going to give our recommendations. So, Tyler, uh, I'm going to ask you whether you would see it in theaters, whether you would rent it, stream it, or skip it. And so stream it, meaning, like, I've already got a subscription service. Yeah, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, whatever. Um, oh, man. I, it's weird to say, and maybe it's because I just saw it, so I'm a little high on it right now, but, like, it, I think for some of the visuals, you've got to see this in theaters. Yeah. It's a beautiful film. Um, there's there's some weird visuals in it that just I, I feel like would be so much more impactful if you see it. I think you you could certainly safely rent it. Right. Um, and and I don't think you'd be really missing everything by any means. But I, if if I'm going for just recommendation, I say uh, see it in theaters. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, we say you know our last episode was Justice League, and we oh, say gosh, yeah. you know you need to see Justice League in theaters because it's a visual <laughs> feast and all this stuff. And that's it's, true. and you're gonna lose something. There's not much to see on a small screen in that one. Right. Like, you know, the the thing is, yes, Justice League is a visual feast, and you should see it in theaters if you want to see it. But here's the thing. This is a better movie, okay? Yes, by far. And you should see, whether whether it has visual effects or not, you should see you'll have a better time seeing a better movie at the theaters than you will uh, Justice League. So I definitely say theaters. I think you are definitely safe to rent it. This isn't playing in very many theaters across the country, so um, you may have already missed it. We're recording, you know, weeks and weeks after its release date, so it's probably already out of theaters in your area. But if you have the opportunity to see it in theaters, do so. If not, you absolutely, uh, it's worth the money. Rent it, watch it however you can, because this is a fantastic film. All right, so let's go ahead and dive into spoilers. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? But there's so many places it would never occur to hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my house in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I 
I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. All right, Tyler. So the end of this movie, uh, how did you feel about it? It, you know, it's interesting because I, I, there's a, there's multiple points throughout the movie where I wondered where this is going. Um, so ultimately, let's let's do a recap of of the whole movie. It is a plotless movie in general. Yes, very um, much so. And so that even in the non-spoiler section, we we weren't really describing it, but that's. I guess I wonder if IMDb kind of just did what it needed to do. It is a summer in the life of this girl. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so she's wandering around. There's there's a lot of this tromping around, kind of the almost the not the Florida Bayou. What are those? The Everglades. It, it just these little areas around where she lives. Um, she is neglected. She's you know her mom is not. The weird thing is it's not even that her mom is out working, which we'll get to that later too. But like she's just wandering around, and so ultimately the. Child Protective Services comes and, and takes her away. And I'd been wondering for a while if that was going to happen. And and it does. And and then she does run off. You know, yeah. She runs off. She goes with her friend uh, Jancy. Jancy. She runs with her friend Jancy, and they sneak into the Magic Kingdom. And I thought that was so brilliant. And the last shot is them getting lost in the crowd right outside the, um, the Cinderella's castle. And I think that was just – it was perfect. Um, you know, I, I wish – I, I thought I would want to know what happened to her. You know, does she does she go in a family? Do we see her later? Do we get a flash forward in life? It doesn't matter. She ran off she, for that last moment at least. She probably gets caught. She probably gets brought back. But for that last moment, she does the thing that she's never been able to do and get into Disney and run to Cinderella's castle. And I think that is so um, perfect for this little girl. Yeah, I, I completely agree. The thing, the, the reason I said I was kind of, when I first watched it, was torn it's because i was so heartbroken yeah. and um uh, i just genuinely I, I just as thinking about the the real the real mooney right. thinking about the real Haley, the mom you yeah. know and it, it just really wrecked me um and so as i was watching the the movie um for the first hour and a half you have no idea where this movie is going because no. it really is largely without a dedicated plot now it has one but it's mostly and just even following that, that these plot characters. is subtle for a while. Like you really don't see kind of what's happening until the last until it happens. Of it. Yeah. And so that's why it was tough because for the first hour and a half, I was worried that this movie was going to give these characters a pass yep. and just say, "Well, it is what it is. Don't judge these characters." Yeah. Um, and the thing is, I'm not judging them. the The thing is that for Haley, for the mom to raise her daughter and the other kids this way is wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. It is wrong. You know, I'm not judging her life choices or whatever you want to say, but you can't raise a child that way. And, and, and what she's doing too is she's they're, they're raising, they live in this hotel and um, the mom is definitely not working. She's kind yeah. of scamming people. She's selling, you know, she's buying perfume wholesale and kind of selling it at, at up a little bit. She's, and then, and then she, she's turning tricks, she's turning she's, tricks and robbing the yes. client. And I mean, it, it escalates pretty quickly. Exactly. And, and you're just watching this thing happen. You're like, oh my gosh, it's getting worse. Like, and even so, even to a lower extent, because obviously once it gets into the prostitution thing, right. you know, you know where it's going. It's not gonna okay that. Right. But even for the first, you know, hour or more, um, I was just wondering if it was gonna give them a pass for just just being sort of hey, neglectful. Man, they're just living life. They're and- just living life, having fun, and that's great. You know, it, it, like I said, it's so much fun to watch these kids just be carefree. Oh, it's and, so awesome. But the reality of it is, it 
they're they're being neglected. Now it it is the summer; they're not in school. Whatever. Still, it's dangerous. Yeah. You know, and we they oh. if they show that danger yeah. when the child molester comes, which that oh, scene gosh. is just that's the hero shot I was talking about. When so Willem Dafoe yeah. chasing off this child molester. Oh, it's so that well great. done, and he and he gets his hero shot yeah. right there. You know, and and that's and that's why. So, uh, so that's that's the thing where that's why it was more enjoyable the second time yeah. because I knew where it was going. The first time I was worried, I was scared. Am I gonna like this yeah. movie? Am I gonna be mad yeah. at by the end of this movie? And absolutely, I was not. And so that's why the second time it just was a joy because I got to experience the joy without any worry because I knew what was gonna happen. And so um, that's why I loved it. So. I, I, I really love this movie. Um, it is such a great look. Uh, you know, when, when DCF comes and, and is taking Mooney away or yeah. trying to, oh. man, I, it, there's a weird mix of emotions, just as it should be, yeah. because I'm happy that this little girl is going to get the care that she deserves and needs, but um, you're heartbroken because she's getting taken away from her family. And it's, man... Uh, the, the movie handles it with such empathy too like because Haley is Haley is in a lot of ways an unlikable character I mean like we said she's uh, she's prostituting herself with her daughter in the same room in the bathroom and that's just despicable but at the same time the movie just makes you feel for her and um, and you do get that through through that you know she goes to um, you know a job placement site she, she yeah. goes to um, she now she seems to be trying to get a job. She does say she's got she got applications in all. I don't place. think she is. I think that's exactly. A lie. I I think it's a lie. And and I'll say again, this is it's one of those things. I I worked at a library, work at a library, and I worked longer at, at an earlier at another library where I saw more of this, where we get, we would get people coming in, you know, ostensibly saying, hey, we're, I'm I'm working on uh, on job applications, and then we'd, uh, you know, we'd set them on on a computer, get them going, and then they're you know, looking at porn or they're doing other stuff. And, and so I, I've, I've seen both sides of it and she was scamming them. That's yeah, what it was. For now, sure. There are genuinely people who are out of work Absolutely. and trying to get work. This is not one of those. People. And that's what I appreciated actually, because, um, I think, a less honest version of this movie portrays her even more sympathetically yes. where she, where the world is just against yes, her and right. oh, she just can't catch a break. And this one is no, no, she's, she's not trying. And I think it's important that we see her friend. Yeah. Who is trying, who is trying and has a job. It's not a great job. She still has right. to live at the same hotel, but she is raising her son and she is, she's got a daily job and, and she's, she's uh, does some, uh, she's doing not, drugs not great things, yeah. but, but still, yeah, you're right. She's the, she's the one who's trying. Yeah. And, um, so man, it's just, but still, despite that, you just feel for her at the end because, right. I mean, naturally, they're taking her daughter away. That's never right. what you want to see, despite no matter what happens. And what's so interesting, and you haven't seen American Honey, have you? No, I haven't. And so so American Honey is I, – I hesitate to recommend it for a lot of reasons. It's, it's a – it's a very dirty movie, first of all. Like, it's just – I was surprised um, going into it. But American Honey is Mooney in – 13 years, hmm. you know, and, and so it's, um, or, or a younger version of her mom, right. um, before she had her, uh, it's, and that I would argue is, um, 
for for showing a very real portion of the population and there are lots of real moments they live in a hotel they live in hotels across the u.s so there's a lot of similarities there riley keogh is the mm-hmm. uh, I, in fact i thought it was her at, at first glance i thought it was the same well she's not the main character in american no, she's honey just, yeah, she's, uh, yeah, yeah. The, she's essentially the madam in american honey even though they're not prostituting themselves right. they it's essentially it's the same role um i thought it was the mom in in this one a little bit um because it's it's it is showing this wonderful carefree time they're just hey they're cruising across america they're doing drugs it starts out i just realized this too um that movie begins with what could be her mom what is very similar scenes of mooney and her mother um going to to stores and and scamming people or just getting the cheapest things that they possibly can and and maybe even pocketing some stuff and so it, it felt very different, and the message of this movie is so much clearer than I think that one is. That one is very much, hey, do what you want, scam who you want, do what you want, sleep with who you want. Um, this one is, yeah, but well, you've got a kid. Yeah, there are consequences to your actions. Yeah. and you, At some point, you've got to grow up. Yeah. And that's kind of, as I'm talking about it, things are dawning on me. The whole growing up thing, I mean, it's just... You don't want to see Mooney growing up, and she's going to have to grow up real fast. She's about to go to another family, and, and she has to grow up faster than her mom did. Um, her mom her is, mom got stuck at Her mom is, you know, early 20s, and, and she's not grown up. She just wants to sit in her room and watch TV and, and you know, smoke blunts. And, and do as absolute minimum as possible exactly. to, to pay the rent this week, yeah. you know. And, and now the consequences are that, well, she didn't grow up. Her, her daughter is, is – right. You know. And this is interesting for because this is not a, a coming of age film um, because it well I don't know in some ways not it a is. typical one yeah it's not typical at all but in some ways it is because like I just said I mean Mooney has to come of age Mooney has to grow up real fast and has to um, is the thing it's almost like a pre coming of age film right. we like the next the next chapter where, where the movie ends is the start of the coming of age right. because. Um, she is gonna, her life is gonna dramatically change. This is very much also mirroring Moonlight. It's mirroring the first third of Moonlight. Yeah, yeah. Which Which also took place in Florida and was an A24 film. And at a hotel for, at the beginning of it. It's, uh, it's very similar. And, and which is why I kind of, I thought that they might flash forward a little bit and, but I'm happy that, very happy they didn't. Yes, yeah. Um, but just, we, we get this girl who has, who has an all too typical experience uh, of growing up and, and it's it's so sad and it's and yet it's so um it's such an honest performance by her and and such she handles it so well L- let's talk about the beginning and the end let's even mirror that a little bit the, the beginning of this film opens on um celebrate yeah it, it's the only music in the film really but until the very end yeah, that's true and so we we get them sitting there uh her it's her and her friends are sitting there and then they decide they decide to go spit on a car right yeah and which i i at the very beginning i was like I am not gonna like right, this little exactly. girl. She's terrible. Exactly, and that's why I kept keep saying that the second time I watched this it was better because I knew how it how it went. It's it's one of those. I also step back every once in a while. I'm like, my mom. If I was acting in this, my mom would not let. Oh, me Oh, exactly. I mean, act she's flicking way. the lady off. She's uh, cussing at her. Like yeah, <laughs> and they're they're literally they're just, they are nastily spitting on a car oh, yeah. for like five minutes. <laughs> it's it's gross, and but the, so that's where we see her at the beginning, and and at the very end, she. Oh, she's about to be taken away from child. She is being taken away from child protective services. She runs off, um, and and all the while she's she's so smart. This girl is super perceptive. Um, she doesn't uh, as she shouldn't. She doesn't realize her mom is sleeping with somebody in the next room. You know, but but she knows something is going on, and you see in her face 
things are not right right now. And then Child yeah. Protective Services gets ready to take her away. And she breaks free, runs off, finds her friend Jancy. And this – I'm getting chills while I'm talking about it too because it's, it's so well done. The whole time in this movie, um, they are living at a place called the Magic Castle, mm-hmm. um, which is bright purple and it's beautiful. It's crazy weird. Uh, and then they – her friend is living in a place called Futureland. Yeah. And they walk by this weird – like Disney knockoff gift shop uh, at other places. They are almost literally living in the shadow of the magic kingdom. And that's where she and Jancy run off to. They've never been there before ever. They couldn't. And so they sneak in and the last shot of this film is them running off toward the magic castle. And it hits you in it hit me in such a strong way that they just are. It's this thing that they can never have done. They've uh, that is the dream. That is childhood right there that they are running toward but but it's the last glimpse of it they'll ever see right yeah that's true it's beautiful and um that last segment was filmed on an iphone yeah which is interesting uh obviously sean baker was uh confident that he could use an iphone to to, to a good use so um i i liked that i liked that i thought they chose a good time to switch they switched to the iphone you know so that they you could, could tell it. it was definitely oh, yeah. the the filming changed a little bit at that oh yeah point, but no it worked. Doubt. and and it's because they didn't get permission to film in disneyland so I they just it. snuck an iphone in which yeah. is awesome so uh yeah it's definitely a fantastic ending really uh one of the best endings of the year no doubt about it so the, the moment where she realizes that she that that she's being taken away from her mom and she runs to her friend's house and she breaks down in front of the camera is absolutely heart-wrenching and she says i can't say it i can't say it and this girl and and this is why i started talking about her spitting on the car this is the first thing you see this girl is tough as nails the entire time she is the leader of this little pack yeah and they're tromping through the woods they burn down a building by accident but they burn down a building and and they are they bust stuff up in this building and then and then finally she realizes her whole world is breaking Mm -hmm. and in front of cam- the camera, she breaks down and she is sobbing, and it's cut very well because I'm yeah. sure there's some prompting for it. But it that that was so important that uh, she didn't freak out before that moment until she finally has to say the words, "I'm being taken away from my mother." Yeah. Uh, well, needless to say, we both loved this movie greatly. Um, anything else you want to touch on before we uh, wrap it up? No, I I could probably talk about it way too much, and and it's. I would just say I'm going to even up my recommendation. Just even talking about it now, you got to see this in theaters. You need that experience. Well, hopefully you already have because we just ruined everything in the movie (laughs) if you haven't. So uh, really hope you've seen it already. Um, Go watch it again. I've said it like 10 times already on this episode. Seeing it a second time in theaters really amplified my experience with it. So, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. All right, well, as always, thank you for joining us. You can follow along with us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we always love to join in the conversation with you guys. Let us know what you thought of the Florida project and, uh, don't forget to follow uh, the next Trek on Facebook and Twitter as well and listen to them. You can get caught back up on their episodes for the, the first half of the season. And then don't forget to join back in when the show picks back up in the spring. All right. We will see you all next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.